0: Uh, hi Tasneem, uh, it is such a such a wonderful feeling to have you on the podcast. Like you were one of the dream guests I kept thinking about someday that I'll convince you and get you here. Uh, I've always loved the way uh, when we worked together in advertising uh, many, many years back, how you've dealt with things, uh, how you've been calm in the face of pressure and when you put your foot down, everybody knows that is down In <laughs> without without managing to uh, anger somebody else or get into a war of words kind of thought so welcome on this podcast and thank you for taking the time
1: thank you thank you so much for having me here Banti and thank you for all those kind words you know I'm truly honored you uh, hear that um sometimes I feel like uh, just the way you describe me like you know it's it's true it's absolutely true but sometimes I don't realize it myself like you know that this is how I come across so this is the kind of person
0: that you know others can see me as so it's yeah. good to know can you that. can you give us a basic introduction to what you're doing presently for our audience
1: um sure so uh my name is Tasneen Papalia. I am currently staying in New Jersey uh U.S. since the last five years and I'm working with the New Jersey state government organization. Uh, We are a nonprofit organization wherein we represent the municipalities of New Jersey in front of the state and the federal government. And one part of the uh, organization is that we publish a monthly magazine, which goes out to all the 564 municipalities of New Jersey. And I have joined as an advertising coordinator where I work for getting new ads and coordinating the current advertisements for that monthly magazine.
0: Oh, wonderful. Uh, when you uh, told me this, I didn't realize there were 564 municipalities that you are working. <laughs> with. That must be by itself quite an admin kind of job where you are uh, structuring everything.
1: Um, to be honest, I don't really deal with the municipalities a lot because uh, that's another team that uh, deals with them—the getting them to subscribe. And the subscriptions team is a different team altogether. I mainly work with the companies who would uh, sell their products and services to the municipalities. You know, so all of them who are dealing with the government and you know, so it's mainly I mainly deal with the companies and organization who would want to put their ads into our magazine or oh. put their Message onto our website, so to, to not really client the, servicing. Correct, exactly. So it was kind of like you know going back to the full circle. I started my career with client servicing, you know that like you know I was in the same firm where we first uh, initially we were introduced to. So this that is the main reason why I got attracted to this profile. That you know it took me back to my right uh, earlier days of my client servicing days. So
0: yeah, here I am. So okay, let's let's start. Uh, at, and where the pain of the problem is, where client servicing is concerned. (laughs) Uh, With the kind of uh, work that you are doing presently, Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of coordination required, even with those guys who are handling the municipalities for that matter, or with the Mm -hmm. printing part of it, or with the advertising Mm -hmm. part of it, or the pagination part of it. Uh, Since I've been in the industry, I know that it's like a, a minor collapse of the world. Every time an issue comes out because there is something or the other that is not done in time. Some article that has not come or it doesn't have enough number of words. Right. Uh, all kinds of things. The editor uh, blowing the top. Uh, you may have been, uh, you are a part of a team. Of course, there are other people handling other responsibilities. It is not to you. Mm-hmm. But somewhere it affects all of us in a team. Like right. there is, uh, We are all trying to meet a certain deadline in a certain way project a certain thing individually how do you take the pressure when it comes to you or if it's to somebody else or about something else that is affecting you how do you take the pressure of the job per se Um,
1: to be honest the pressure of the work and career does come to me often you know being the industry that that we are in But uh, right now at this particular stage or this particular uh, profile that I'm currently doing, um, it's a lot different also. It's similar, but different a lot ways from the profile that I was doing earlier. Being, uh, coming mainly the reason is that this is a monthly publication that we are doing. It's a magazine which caters to a niche audience. So again, my um, advertisers and the companies who want to put their message into our magazine, again, is very specific audience. And I'm not really reaching out to the masses, you know. So that's the first thing where the pressure does mellow down a little bit on its own because then I'm not dealing with the masses. You know, there are only a certain number of companies who deal with the government. So I think that that helps a lot, uh, like you know, to bring that down. And then the second thing over here, what I've seen, um, I believe it might be the different market that I'm dealing with now, but I think they do take the deadlines and everything a bit more seriously. You know, so. Because it's a monthly publication, we do have the deadlines well in advance, you know, for the for the ad copies and the artworks to come in. And I've I've seen over your experience that you know the advertisers and clients over here take those deadlines very seriously. You know, they themselves take that as a responsibility that you know I have to send this by this particular day. So uh, to be honest, the kind of pressure uh, that we had, that I had during our initial during the OBCC days, that was uh, like you no know, consumer advertising days is is a lot lesser in this particular profile, you know? And and then again, because the number is less, you know, the number again is less. So, and then they re- understand the responsibilities themselves. So I do have a lot of advertisers, like, you know, calling me up on the day of the deadline saying like, you know, I will be sending it to you today. So, you know, just wait on, I'll be sending it to you by the end of the day, which I feel like, you know, I I do always remember those earlier days where I, we are always like, you know, rushing and telling, like, you know, this is when we need it or, you know, It was the other way around, to be honest. And that time when I was supposed to send the artwork or an ad copy to a magazine, you know, I am running late because a lot of other things, a lot of other factors are involved. So, yeah, I think all that is there. But coming back to the main question, I feel with which you're saying that about how do I handle the
0: pressure? I just find... I I want to interrupt uh, here. Is that an ego rush? Is that an ego rush that somebody else is now... uh, having to look at their own part of the deadline instead of you having
1: to look at it? No, to be honest, no, not at all. I don't have that, uh, like, you know, thing coming to me at all. I feel that, you know, it's just that I feel happy that, you know, they understand, like, you know, how these things work and they kind of take that thing yeah. seriously, you know, they take that as their own responsibility that, you know, they are supposed to send to us within this time frame. Of course, I'm not saying like you know, there are no delays or there are no, There are not certain times where somebody wouldn't send it and i have to chase that person of course there are things there are certain clients like that and there are certain situations like that but at least when majority of the times when your advertisers and when your clients understand it themselves it takes down your pressure a lot you know i don't really have to chase like 10 people every month like when my magazine is going for printing if i just have to chase one or two people it's very easy you know and then of course, with the technology and everything, you have a lot of ways to reach out to them and, you know, drop messages and everything. And um, the main thing, again, over here is that my management and my team over here support me in that way. Like, you know, this is how it is. Like, you know, you can only chase them to at this particular, this number of times or at this particular date. After that, if not, then, you know, we can't really help it. But in the last one year that I've been uh, with the magazine, um, I think it's been fortunate that you know none of the advertisers have missed a deadline or something like you no know, we didn't really have to push back our printing dates and everything you know and with the magazine the whole process of running two proofs also helps like you know, we do have that much time of course we also do have that much like you know time where your know, first proof is running the second proof is running so if still something needs to be done at the last minute we do try and accommodate like you know as much as possible
0: so yeah. um, This is interesting. A lot of questions ran in my head, but the one that (laughs) stayed with me. uh, Okay, you are also a working mother. so Mm -hmm. Since uh, this pressure does not get to you, how does that one get to you? How do you manage the uh, difficult equation of uh, staying professional, irrespective Mm -hmm. of the uh, pressure being reduced? Uh, Mm -hmm. I think work life with itself brings a bit of pressure in terms of Mm -hmm. you got to or deliver the goods at all times. Right. Uh, as a mother, one I think uh, whatever I've known of you or whatever responsibilities you picked up, I've always found you uh, taking it very seriously. Like it's not one more thing in your life. It's always right. the important thing. Because last time we spoke when you were in India, uh, I think quite a few years back, I remember we were talking about kids and you did say... Uh, that you were still struggling to get the second kid um, a little more aligned to proper things that you wanted to do, <laughs> something of that sort. I don't remember mm-hmm. so clearly what was happening then. But how do you how do you uh, manage the pressure of home and work in your own particular way?
1: Mm-hmm. Um- so again, uh, this particular thing again is very it does there are times when you know when it's very difficult to balance the home and the work you know that's something that you know each working mother would relate to. Uh, but from my perspective from my personal perspective, uh, the very first thing I was not ready to look for a job or you know start my work again over here unless I really thought I was ready like you know, unless I really thought that I could like you know the kids were also like there was something to be managed for them, you know, unless I thought if they need me, Full time, they really need me more. I wasn't ready to pick up a job, like you know, even if it was any kind of like you know job. So I think that's the reason why I did take a while. Like even after coming to US, it's been five years that I'm here in US, but I just uh, I've joined this organization just a year back. So I think initially when we came, um, initially of course, I was also about settling down with a new country and everything that took some time. And then when I had my second child, I definitely knew that you know. Uh, she's going to need me more than ever like you know, and I want to be there for her so I think the first thing I did was like I did not want to rush into getting a job you know start my career though at the back of my head I did realize or I know that you know it was happening that the break in my career was getting longer you know I did realize that that you know the longer I stay without a job the more difficult it's going to be like you know to get back into that into the field or you know explain that gap into your resume because come on, this is only me, but I know there are a lot of other women who do start working within two to three months of delivering a child, you know, so there are people who have done that. So it's not something that it's impossible, but knowing the person that I was, I didn't want to rush into it. So that's the first thing that, you know, I didn't want to rush into it. And then now I know that my older daughter is old enough, like, no, you know, she's independent to do things her way. And um, she definitely understands the same thing. She understands that if mama is working, that you know she needs that much time to herself. And once she's done with her work, she'll definitely like you know attend to me and she'll spend time with me and everything. So I believe that that really helps a lot. Like you know, then your child is like you know, understanding that much, and she's very supportive. So uh, that was uh, that was one thing. Um, then again, I was more worried about my younger child because she was still not ready for school and everything. She was still very young. So I think last year, um, I realized that, you know, she also slowly getting getting started um, reaching that age where she can start preschool and, you know, she's ready to socialize with other kids and everything. I can start looking at that option of like probably a daycare if needed, or, you know, or uh, a caretaker or something. So I think that's when I start, slowly started looking for opportunities and everything. I wanted to see how, what was available and, you know, where I would fit in or what I would want to take up. Again, I didn't want to take up a very, taxing job or a very like you know a stressful job that I knew that I wouldn't be able to manage you know I knew that for sure uh, even if like you know it meant that I could uh I was not going to earn that much like you no know, because advertising and marketing when you when you say it's US and when it's a New York market over here you do know that you know there there is a good amount of money but then I also knew that there's also going to be a good amount of pressure that comes into it, you know, which I was not ready to take in. I was not ready to settle down, you know, and um, even if there was uh, a big support of my husband as well. I mean, my husband was saying, like, you know, go for it. If you think you want to do this, like, you know, you're getting a better opportunity in New York or, you know, some other place, if you want to take that up, you know, go for it, you know, we'll figure something out, the kids and everything, I, Like, you know, I'll try and help you as much as I can. Um, which again, I feel like, you know, I'm very, I was very fortunate and blessed with that, you know, I was having the support, but I didn't want to take that up. I just felt that, you know, if I take it, it will just going to be too much for me in the, in the first few months. And if I'm not able to give that much commitment to a job that I take up, I didn't want to do it in the first place. So I think that's where the whole thing came up. And, um, uh, the main thing over here, I also wanted uh, the. Uh, I started looking for a job. Was I wanted to work? That was the main criteria. That I just wanted to start working. Definitely, my first priority was that if I get uh, a profile or a job into my advertising field, which is something that I've done and which is something I like. So that was my first criteria. But I was also ready to, like, you know, take up something in a different field, which was less stressful and you know, which would. Help me organize. So my main thing was like, you know, that I could have uh, a fixed hours, like you know, fixed number of hours during the week, which I could give. So I knew that you know I can allocate my time to work differently, and then I can allocate my time to family and my like you know, to my house separately. So I think that uh, having that um, um, bifurcation or that you know, having that boundary line at the very beginning really helps. That you know, I really didn't want something that would like you know overlap both of the things. So that kind of
0: helps. That's quite quite an elaborate answer and I'm glad that you mm. kind of uh, most of the time when we uh, have short answers, sometimes it kind of jumps on the reality of the situation. What I liked was for a, for a brief glimpse into the life that uh, requires decision making at every point of time because for everything mm. that you gain, there is something you have to lose. Mm. Um, I have a question there. You seem so rational and structured and well thought out uh, in this in this decision, which is obviously a reflection of how you think and take things in life. Perhaps at your job, mm. in your personal life, uh, what happens to impromptu emotions? What happens to uh, greed? What happens to oh, I can't let this opportunity go? Uh, what happens to Tasneem the then? Does she react or is she like absolute Nibbana? <laughs> um,
1: to be honest, um, I don't know, it's very funny. I've never really had uh, this thing in me, like you know, the greed that I'm losing out on this opportunity. I think I've always been content with what I've had and you know, if I'm able to uh, accomplish or you know deliver things. So I think that's that's one thing always about me. I don't know if you take it as a as a pro or a con. You know there are a lot of people who take that as a con that you know you can't really settle down for everything that you have and you know you should have that thirst that you know for more. But that's something I think that you know, I never kind of had that like. You no, know, I don't know why or and I never even try to arouse that. You know, for me like. Like I said, you know, I was very happy when I got this particular profile and when I was selected for this particular job, I was so happy that, you know, yes, I'm going to go back to my old uh, uh, profile that I started off with, which I'm going to like. And at the same time, I also knew that, again, this is not going to be a very uh, stressful job. I was confident right at the beginning that I will be able to manage this, you know, I will not be able to, like, you know, get caught up with that whole uh, uh, stress thing. And... uh, it has happened like that, you know, and to be honest, um, I think another thing that also adds on to this is that most of my colleagues in my team over here, they've been here since 20 years, you know, they all have been here since the last 10, 15 or like, you not know, my manager has been here since like 20 years. So I feel like, you know, they are also probably in the same, like, you know, journal as me. I mean, it's very difficult Um I mean, going on to the other uh, private companies or, you know, other advertising or the IT firms, I know that, you know, people, nobody stays in one form for this long a time, That you know, so I kind of like, you know, it also was there in my head that, you know, this is the kind of place where I'm going to gel in. Like, you know, people are going, people are like me, even before I knew them, know, before I met them or spoke personally with them because I joined um, during the COVID time. So I was, work, I'm still working remotely, you know, so I've not had a chance to meet with everybody that often do so you look up to
0: them for this is it um
1: to be honest i wouldn't say i look up to them um because you they would have their own
0: see this as a positive is what i mean
1: um in one way yes but then there are a lot of uh, sometimes i also do think that you know why like you know what would be the reason why they are still here they probably didn't want to look for an opportunity anywhere else or they had some other like you know Issues or factors that didn't that didn't let them like you know so but I feel that's a different con I mean a separate conversation you know, I've still not had that conversation with anybody like you no know, personally per se. I feel like you know, it's still some time I build that rapport with everybody, go to like you know, meet everybody personally. But uh, coming back to me, like I said, you know, so uh, I feel that, you know, I just get so busy with the day-to-day things in, like, like in life, you know, managing your work and house and things. I probably don't even uh, look out for that opportunity, you know, if there's some other opportunity waiting outside for me or if there's something that I'm missing out, you know. I'm probably, I probably not never paid attention to that particular thing, you know. I just try to um, manage each day and I just make sure I want to, like, you know, do my best every day, like, you know, be it at work or be it at home. Uh, like no with family or my personal time so i don't know for some reason i've just not gone to that like you know, i'm so, missing out on this one and i should be having this also and that also so,
0: I'm, I'm, coming that. I'm coming to that i'm coming to that i have a small question say suppose you have a feeling that you're getting a cold and suddenly you see your favorite ice mm. cream mm. and uh, you've been wanting to or and uh, after a long time uh, as luck would have it uh, mm-hmm. you are around and you can have it. Um, it's everything is perfect, just that there might be an impending goal. So mm. uh, do you worry? Do you have it? You you don't? What do you do?
1: Um, to be honest, I would worry. Yeah, I would worry that, you know, I'm going to get You have girl, the ice
0: cream? So. No, I wouldn't. Probably. I wouldn't. <laughs> okay, so uh, so let's go there now for a bit. Mm-hmm. Is it fear or is it discipline?
1: I feel it's more of discipline with me, you know, it's because uh, like, like if you know that, you know, I'm the way that organized that I am or the structured uh, person that I am, I think it's just got discipline with me. Like you know, I'm used to doing things in a certain way and, you know, I just, I just like things being done in that way, you know? So, um, no big change or you know and if I knew that this is something is going to happen to me I would resist it like no so this is something that is happening even now like you know uh, as you would know it's the month of Ramadan where we are like we observe the fast and everything so throughout the day at the end of the day when you break your fast definitely you're tempted to eat a lot of things and you know have a lot of things but I'm definitely I am controlling myself I know that if I have even a little bit of a soft drink or a cold drink I know I'm going to like you know I may come down and then I'm like, so I don't want that. So I would control that. I would resist that. I would just like, no, not have it for sure. So
0: <laughs> I yeah, guess that's, that's the way that's I nice. am. So can I ask you a dark question on that? Mm-hmm. Can I ask a difficult question? Sure,
1: sure. go ahead. Okay, the I difficult question
0: is, um, Life is, it's nice that you're organized and life has been working according to plan as much as you would want it. Uh, Life isn't always the same. There are times when certain things come up which we are unplanned for. COVID being the biggest example, like the whole world coming to a stop is almost an insane movie fantasy of some negative character, not even the positive character. Mm. There are there, I remember there have been so many days that I was on my bike going to buy some essential that wasn't available, or just going for a like a ride because I was frustrated sitting at home. Mm. And I used to look around and look at the dark streets, nobody on the streets, and wonder whether it was like one bad dream that one day one would wake up from. It was insane. Like, mm the whole world come like individual problems one deals right. with, and all of us have some or the other so now uh, in this nice structured world where uh, decisions are still in your hands and you are doing things that should be done uh, mm. they are working for you what if a time One to I want to know in case something has happened which was not going according to plan and then how did you deal with it if you can share mm-hmm. with us Or else if it hasn't happened, what if something like this were to happen to you, which is not a good thought to have to start with. A lot of people would fear having such thoughts. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what if something were to happen? Because life is independent of us to a larger extent. uh, Because they happen. Uh, Obviously, there is a law of cause and effect. Something that we've sown, we will reap. All those things Mm -hmm. happen. But we are not aware. And right. mostly we are very reactive because something happens to us, we don't like it. Um, so how do you how do you see yourself in that of condition?
1: Um. Um. Again, uh, like you no, know, the way that uh, organized or structured person that I am, and it's kind of ironic, like you know, when you say that you know life is completely in my hands and it's been going exactly the way I planned or I wanted to be honest, I wouldn't say that it applies to me completely because beginning, uh, coming back to the person that I am or where I came from, you know, I never had this like, you know, big dream of going to US or, you know, setting down in that particular country. So I think um, from where I was to where I am now, having moved and, you know, having um, stayed in different countries or different places, like, you know, for the, for the past 10 years of my life, I think that, um, Big change has been a part of my life now, like you no, know, since the past uh, ten to twelve years. And there was like you know some of those changes where I did not foresee them coming, or I did not, I had not planned them, like you know for them to come. So, like, uh, if I'm being truly honest, like you no, know, coming to US basically, like you no, know, it wasn't really on the top of my list. So it was not, it was not on my list at all that you know I ever want to go to US and like you know settle down because. I was very, like, you know, a grounded, homely person, family person, like, you know, that whole thought of going physically away from family and, you know, uh, being there by yourself. Of course, my husband was there and he was a big support and, like, you know, he wanted to do this. But um, I think, to be honest, I ultimately, like, you know, I have learned to go with the flow. Uh, like you know, and then I try to take like you know one step at a time. I don't really like to look so much into the future about where things will be like you know, after five years and like you know, what, what will happen like you know, after that. I just like you know kind of I know where um, if things I can't help if I don't know what's going to happen and if there's not something I can help uh, help it right now. I just try to take like you know one day at a time. So I think that uh, uh, that helps. But yes, there are uh, like you know a number of times where things haven't gone um, the way I planned. So it it helps like you not know, discussing it out. Like sometimes I would feel that you know I have this certain set of beliefs or perceptions that this is the reason I why I do not want to do this or why I do not want to um, take this step. But then just discussing it out with family or you know, mainly discussing with my husband purely helps because it kind of gives me a different perspective it kind of helps me see things how he is seeing like you know he's he sees things in a different way altogether and over here I think we balance each other out in terms of I see things everything more very emotionally and like you know personally and he's the one who sees things more practically and you know things where you need to take a step so we kind of like you know it helps like you know, it helps him also he sees my perspective and he sees things in a different way over there, and I see things in a different way when I when I talk to him. So I think that's where we kind of like you know balance uh, balance each other out. And then um, there are certain things uh, again, like you know coming to us again, like you know I would say. Um, Firstly, it was also because uh, it was his opportunity. It was his, the job opportunity that my husband got. So it was something like, you no, know, he was going, which I knew I pro- probably wouldn't get it in my field ever, you know, unless I really take that big step or a big bold step from my end, that like, you know, I come to a different country and like, you know, start looking for a job. Yeah. So I think it's just, uh, like I said, you know, I just try to take a deep breath, and you know, just take things slow. Take one step at a time, or just take like you know, one day at a time. So I think that really helps.
0: It's quite interesting because uh, it's it kind of says that you use structure and discipline to, uh, and you made it as a tool uh, to use it for. Uh, Having a better life experience, if one were to loosely call it that, uh, mm-hmm. in your way, um, does it does it ever make you feel like you missed out on the impromptu fun things that one can do with life?
1: Mm, yes, I do. To be honest, you know, there are times where I feel that you know, yes, I do miss out on taking decisions impromptu or doing something impromptu, but. Uh, I've just not been able to do that. Even if I were to tell that, you know, okay, next time something like this happens, I will take this impromptu decision, you know, and I will go for it, I will do this. But when that time comes, I just go back to being that, you know, very logical, structured person that, you know, if I should really be doing that. So I think it it does come down where probably sometimes I do think too much before making that decision. And you know, sometimes the time would pass when I was supposed to take that decision. So it does happen. I think I do miss out on uh, these opportunities, but the very fact that I'm not able to take that step, I just don't do that at that particular moment or time. I just don't probably feel that I'm missed out on that. You know, I just kind of settled down with this. that you know, At that time, I felt like doing this and this is what I did. And this is ultimately me. I know that this is who I am. This is what I would have always done. You know, even if I was like five years ago me or even five years from now, this is how I am,
0: and I would do things this way. Okay, so this all seems so nice and perfect. (laughs) I'm sure there are things uh, that you don't do well. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are the things that you struggle with? What are the things that you find uh, when life throws at you, and you're really not up for it, and you're unable to Uh, in a way manage the situation because your entire structure is managing things in your Mm -hmm. head when you are unable to manage it uh, how does it work in your case um
1: how does it work in my case is that a lot of times i would just keep it within me it would just be like you know inside me and then there would be like, you know, one of those days where there would be an outburst and, you know, everything from the past <laughs> few weeks or months would just would, would come out like a volcano. So I think that's, that's how uh, I am. So um, I think my family also knows that about me by right now. My husband knows me very well that, you know, and he will try and tell me that you know, if you feel something, you know, just tell me at that time, you know, tell me at that moment, don't keep it within you. But I think that's that's the two things where things don't go as per what I have planned. So I think there are two main factors over here. One, I believe, is expectations, how you expect things to go, how you have thought about like, no, this day will pan out like this, or this week will pan out like this. And and it doesn't. I mean, you know, nothing plans out exactly as you have thought in your head, you know. Uh, so that's that's one thing. And second thing is um expressing emotions. So I think that's that's the two main um Uh, areas where I struggle with a lot, like, you know, managing expectations. I do have this, sometimes I do have this fixed set, like, no, this is how things should be. This is how it should be done. And you can't really expect everybody around you to work in that similar fashion. You know, you can't really expect all the situation to work out uh, accordingly. So yes, there are times when this could happen and how it would affect me is, like I said, you know, most of the days it would be within me. I would keep having that conversation with myself in my head, you know, it's running in my head throughout the day that, you know, this is what I want to say, or this is what I'm feeling right now. It just won't come out. And then after, like, you know, there'll be one fine day, it will just like, you know, everything will just erupt one day.
0: <laughs> um, so one kind of last question here. Um, when this dialogue happens inside you, before mm-hmm. you come out as this volcano of emotions, <laughs> That everybody else uh, might be fearing. (laughs) What is this dialogue? What do you tell yourself? Uh, I want you to imagine a situation that has happened either Mm. now or in the past. Mm. What is the dialogue? When you start, is there a certain anything? Is there a certain bias towards your own point of view? Are you actually calculating if the other person is right? What happens? And and because it gets stored up and comes out later. Mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, one thing before I continue the question is that I want to take this away from you. It's not you. It's all women. Yeah. <laughs> they yes. have a natural <laughs> innate talent for this. name an issue that you completely forgotten. And men have no clue. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> <But> <laughs> we think hey, it's What's the big deal? And then suddenly you realize, oh, it was a big deal. Just that so I was a big deal. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, yeah, to stick to the seriousness of the question, how do you, how do you talk to yourself? What happens inside?
1: Mm. I think what goes on uh, inside my head is I'm just telling myself that, you know, uh, this is what I expected, this is how I wanted things to go, but it didn't go out like this. So how I could have changed it, should I have done something at this point, should I have, like, you know, said something at this point, but then I would also, uh, like, you know, try to imagine or uh put words into the conversation from the other person's perspective but you know this person would then tell me this is this would be his or her response you know it would come back to me or so there is something i do try to rationalize just myself first actually i just try to but my uh, thoughts over there that you know if I was really right you know what if the other person had a different perspective what if he did not see things the way I am seeing you know So just that conversation in my head is mainly just uh, talking putting that, getting the frustration out that you know uh, this is what I expected to happen but it did not happen like this why it did not happen you know why can't things just go the way I want them to be? And I think that's, that's about it. Just saying that uh, in a frustrating manner or in an angry manner right inside my head, kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, gone for that for that moment. So that's, that's there. And one thing, I've, one thing I've learned is that um, the other person does have a different view, you know, the other person sees things in a different way many times you know he can't he or she can't really see things exactly the way you want them and the same applies for me you know i i didn't really see things in that perspective you know i'm seeing in my really like you know the horse eye view things that i'm used to seeing basically so i don't really i try
0: not to hmm. sorry does this thinking um help you react lesser um Intensity, or you mean intensity, mm. uh, number of episodes, all of that. This thinking that the other person may have a equally po- I'll give you a, a small example that I just remembered day before. Mm. I was talking to a friend and there used to be this Taoist website and the guy had written something to the extent of if you ask me a question which is kind of um, going to provoke me, I'll answer you mm. once. But mm-hmm. after that, if you want to persist with your argument, then please know that I am as adamant about my point of view as you are about yours. Mm-hmm. So he you just put a disclaimer on the website. <laughs> and I used to love it because it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it respects his own self. Mm-hmm. And it is also telling you, let's not get into arguments. We are not here to... Right. You don't love everyone in the world. For, for the right. World. It's mm-hmm. okay. We can live with differing opinions. Uh, so, I'm coming from there. Uh, do you think over a period when you have started doing this, the other person may also have a valid point of view or mm. at least a certain uh, validity in his or her point of view? Mm.
1: Mm.
0: Does this help you uh, react lesser in intensity and the number of times that you react? Because collection ki art hua kya? <laughs> is what mm. I want to know. <laughs>
1: No, I think it, it definitely has, you know, it definitely has reduced the intensity and also the number, number of like, you no know, um, uh, emotional situations, yes, uh, that uh yeah, it, it, it does like, you know, because, um, like over the years, like, you know, again, like I said, you know, I've. Learned that you know everything can have multiple perspectives. Like you know, even if it's a simple thing, like you know somebody would just see it in a different way. So I I do believe that you know it kind of mellowed me down a lot. And then definitely like you know with kids around again, you have a whole new perspective. Like you know from their point of view, and you definitely can't expect like you know kids to act or behave in that. So that gives you all your perspective again altogether that you know kids don't see exactly things the way you see or you, although even the way you want them to see like you know of course you would want that you know my ten year old child should see things in this way, but she won't like you know she will see things her way she like you know she will see things in a, in a different light so I think it's just kind of definitely it does help and it has reduced that intensity and
0: the number of uh, eruptions I would say like the word eruptions. I resonate with it. Uh, I want to. Uh, one little episode that has been happening in the last couple of days, I realized there was something I was miffed by. Mm. Uh, a lot of people do ask what happens. My daughter herself is quite as a why do you have to meditate every day and mm. so boring and why does one have to whatever <laughs> you look at the breath or whatever aspect that people choose to meditate with. I do mm. the personal. So she, she's done a bit of it, one or two one-day courses for children and all. Oh, okay. And she keeps nice. asking, that why do you do it and what is there to gain from it? Of course, mm. on this part of the moment, when she's in a learning mode and when I'm saying good things and she's saying, ah, so my dad is not as idiotic as I thought he is. So <laughs> it kind of works for that, right? But sometimes it's also that it's very boring, like your mm. uh, self-imagery that you talk- spoke about, that in do you want to do things. Like initial few episodes when I was looking back, I didn't even have a reaction on my face while you were saying that the world was collapsing. But it's not that I didn't have empathy for you. It's just that we we calculate it and move forward. There, is, right. there is a possibility of uh, <clears throat> damage uh, in your plans always. Mm. And we live with it. So right. uh, coming back to the example, so I was a little upset about something that had happened. And I was also looking at myself, how am I reacting to it? Like both things, when you're a little calmer, obviously not right moment. But I kept mm. asking myself, so why are you feeling bad? So somebody said something in which I wasn't liking. And I was saying, so why are you feeling bad? So what is it? So, oh, you, you provoke this by doing so many things. Ah, so you should calm yourself down. You shouldn't begin uh, aspects of life like this. Mm and uh, as much as one can and uh, i then the beauty is that you realize that you and only you are responsible for your reactions right. the situations and other people may have a hand in it they are the execution mm. of the problem but you are the one who set up the problem so yeah uh, that is a little uh, episode that i wanted to share and thank you so mm. much for the time and the wonderful answers that you've given you you are as I thought
1: you would be. Glad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to hear that. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Monty. Yes, yeah. it was nice to catch up with you. Yep. Yes. See you thank around. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Yes, yeah, see you around. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.